Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show this afternoon to continue our Spooktober presentation to tickle our funny bone, Mr. Robert Young in the NBC comedy show, Father Knows Best. In this first episode, we find the Anderson family one night riding down the road in the family car when all of a sudden their car runs out of gas. Their oldest child, Betty, forgets to put in the one important thing that cars need, gasoline. So the Andersons and their second oldest child, Bud, find an old spooky house as Bud's trying to find the way to the road home. It's hard to see in a bunch of rain and so the Andersons get out of their car and they go to the house. They walk in the house thinking that someone is going to be there. But unfortunately for them, no one lives in that house. When all of a sudden the youngest girl, Kathy, when they were in their car, saw a ghost and is terrified to go in that house. But they unfortunately go into the house when all of a sudden the door slams shut on them and then they end up being trapped in that spooky old home. So they're trying to warm themselves up by using the fireplace when all of a sudden the chimney doesn't work properly and they are forced to open up a window to get ventilation. But they end up finding out that the house is not abandoned after all. It is um, maintenance by a man who has been living in the home for a while but unfortunately doesn't want to stay anymore because he thinks there's a ghost in the house. And the title of that episode is called Spooky Cemetery. And in this next episode, we find the Andersons once again at the breakfast table discussing their plans for the day. The day is Halloween and the children are all asking their father for money to either get something for their costume or go somewhere with their friends. Unfortunately, their father objects to it and tells them why don't they just stay home. The children are bummed out for a little bit, but their father has a wonderful plan. They can invite a few friends over for a Halloween party. So, the Anderson children invite more than just a few friends. They invite over 20 extra children to the party. And the Andersons invite another couple. But unfortunately, Mrs. Anderson wants them not to have a party because an outbreak of measles is going throughout their neighborhood. So they have the party anyway, and Mr. Anderson is dumbfounded by how much stuff they have bought with a bunch of money when he tells himself he should have just allowed them to go on a party or go trick-or-treating then he wouldn't have had to spend so much money and the title of that episode is called the Halloween Blues I hope you guys enjoy Mr. Robert Young in the NBC comedy show Father Knows Best and our presentation for Spooktober And always remember, guys, please comment and subscribe. And always remember to enjoy the show, guys. Thanks. Mother, is Maxwell House really the only car?
coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. And all us other chillin', when the supper things is done, we set around the kitchen fire and has the mostest fun. I listen to the witch tales that Annie tells about and the goblin that gets you if you don't watch out. It's Halloween in Springfield, and the white frame house on Maple Street looks dark and deserted. Maybe that's because it is dark and deserted. The Andersons, you see, are heading home after a weekend in the country with their friends, the Palmers. And at the moment we find them, that is, their car is parked on a muddy and rain-spattered road between... (laughs) How am I supposed to know where they are? They don't even know themselves, like this. What does the sign say, bud? I don't know. It's dark out here. Well, light a match. Oh? Okay. I don't know what's the matter with that boy. He doesn't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. If he did, he couldn't read the sign, could he, dear? Hmm? Hmm. Can you see it now, bud? Yeah. Well, what does it say? No trespassing. (laughs) That's a great help. All right, come on back. Okay. Daddy. What is it, Kathy? My feet are cold. Well, put them in your pocket. (laughs) Mother. Jim, that wasn't very nice. She's done nothing but complain for the last three hours. She's hungry, she's sleepy, she's tired, she's cold. Father. Yes, Betty. So am I. (laughs) Fine, I'll make a note of it. Boy, it's sure wet out here. Well, get in and close the door. Don't just stand there. Shove over, will you, Betty? Bud, you're getting me all wet. You poor thing. How would you like to get out every two minutes and look at a dopey sign? Bud, stop complaining and shut the door. I'm not complaining, Dad, but just because she gets a few drops of water on... Shut the door! Holy cow. (laughs) Once we get back on the main road, I'll have you home in 30 minutes. That's what you said two hours ago. Well, I'm certainly not going to change my mind now. If you hadn't spent so much time lollygagging with the Palmer boy, we wouldn't have had to take this shortcut. Shortcut? Huh? What was that? Oh, uh, uh, nothing, Dad. I was just thinking. Well, stop thinking out loud. This is a very good shortcut. If I can ever find it. (laughs) Oh, dear. It's too bad this had to happen. It was such a nice weekend, wasn't it, Jim? Yes. The Palmers are wonderful people, aren't they? Oh, they're nice people, all right. But Will didn't have to knock himself out that way. He was merely trying to be pleasant. He scared me. He didn't really, Kathy. He was just having fun. Some fun, you bet. (laughs) Ha-cha. Betty. Well, let's face it, Margaret. Just because it's Halloween, he didn't have to have ghosts popping out of the closet every time he opened the door. I was scared. I don't like ghosts. Oh, Kathy, for the eight millionth time, there's no such thing as a ghost. There isn't? No. Well, you just said he had them in all the closets. He had sheets in all the closets. You mean they weren't real live ghosts? There is no such thing as a real live ghost. How about a real dead ghost? (laughs) Betty, you keep out of this. I was only trying to help. You've helped quite enough, thank you. You and Marshall, the mechanical wizard. Now what did we do? The gas gauge doesn't work. The radio doesn't work. Nothing works. Marshall said it just needed a fuse. Marshall said. He works one week at a filling station, and that makes him an expert mechanic. Um, Jim, how do you suppose Will did that thing with the bridge table? What thing? Well, where the bridge table floated in the air. It was very clever. I don't know. I suppose he had wires hooked on it or something. I didn't see any wires. There's another sign. Where? Over there. Well, maybe now we'll find out where we are. 
Bud? <laughs> oh, no, Dad. Do I have to go out again? A little rain isn't going to hurt you. But I'm wet clear through now. Then you can't get any wetter. <laughs> go ahead, Bud. Holy cow. What they need in this family is a seeing-eyed duck. Daddy? Now what? If there aren't any ghosts, why do people say there are? Because they don't have anything better to talk about. I know you don't believe in those things, Jim, but there was a chair in my grandmother William's bedroom. And it rocked back and forth and back and forth. It certainly did. You've told me about it 8,000 times, and there's still a logical explanation for it. Maybe the termites were pacing up and down. <laughs> Betty, that isn't funny. The floor was probably crooked, or the chair was standing in a draft. It could have been anything. But it was not being rocked by a ghost. I'm scared. <laughs> Dad. What's the matter, bud? Hey, Dad, you know what? Don't stand out there in the rain. Get inside. Okay, move over, will you, Betty? Oh, you're a pest. Well, bud? What? What did you find out? Hmm? Oh. Well, remember the sign that said Bensonville, 12 miles, and you said now you knew where you were? What about it? That's it. <laughs> what? Oh, Jim. You mean it's the same sign? Sure. On the bottom it says Blossom Loves Rocky, with a skull and crossbones. <laughs> Bensonville. Father, we were here two hours ago. Jim Anderson. Margaret, it was an honest mistake. When I took the right turn, I guess I should have taken the left, that's all. Kathy said we should have taken the left turn. Since when does a nine-year-old child know more about roads than I do? Now. <laughs> well, if you're going to be insulting about it... If you'd only stop someone and ask... Like who? We haven't seen a soul since we left Mansfield, and that was three hours ago. Now what's wrong with a fool motor? Maybe you flooded it, Dad. Pull way out on the choke. Bud, would you like to drive? Okay. No, stay right there. <laughs> but you just said... I was driving cars before you were born, and I can drive rings around you right now. Well, sure, but... Father, is the switch on? The switch is on. Contact Roger, Wilco, Wahoo, only it won't start. <laughs> Now, are you happy? Jim, you're losing your temper. I'm not losing my temper. I'm calm. I'm cool. And I'd like to take Marshal Palmer and stuff him down the nearest well. Why blame it on Marshal? He was only trying to help. The two of you fussed around with this car for two hours and you've wrecked it. Does it take two hours to put gas in a car? Gas? <laughs> to put gas in the car. What? Well, we just checked the tires and polished the chrome, and you didn't say to put gas in it. Oh, Margaret, no. Betty, how could you have done a thing like that? Well, I didn't know he wanted us to get gas. <laughs> Margaret, I've been a good husband and a good father, but so help me... Ah! Hey, Daddy! Daddy, Daddy, I saw it! You're There's talking. a ghost! Oh, Daddy, I saw Daddy, it! stop it! Oh! Margaret. Kathleen, stop choking your father, please. Oh, but I saw it, Mommy. It was big and white, and it had big, long wings. Mother! Are you all right, Jim? I don't know. Oh. I, uh, I think she's been taking lessons from Strangler Lewis. I don't see any ghosts. It was over there, bud. It had three heads and a long white beard, and I saw it out the window. Hey, there is something. It's the ghost. Oh, Daddy. Now, now, just a minute. Bud? I don't think it's a ghost, but I saw something. I don't see any... Oh, yes. Father! Jim? Now, there's nothing to get upset about, Margaret. It's probably just a billboard or a sign or something. It's a house. What? Sure, now I can see it. It's a two-story house, and it's got pigeons on the roof. Ghosts. With three heads. <laughs> All that excitement about a farmhouse and a few fluttering pigeons. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, all of you. 
Jim, where are you going? I'm going to see if I can't wake somebody up. I've got to borrow some gas. Uh, Jim, don't stay away too long, please. I'll be right back. Uh, Bud, maybe you ought to go with your father. What for? Well, it's very dark out there, and he might not be able to find the way. I don't know the way any better than he does. <laughs> Bud, why don't you stop arguing? I'm not arguing. And I don't see you jumping out in the rain. Of course not. Girls don't do things like that. Why not? They just don't. That's why not. Boy, is that a racket. <laughs> Bud. I go first. I'm a girl. I get this. I'm a girl. Who takes care of the men? Girls. <laughs> but this is hardly the time for a battle of the sexes. I wasn't fighting, but good gravy. Margaret? Is everything all right, dear? Honey, it's a house all right, but it isn't exactly what we figured. It's, well, it's a, a sort of an empty caretaker's cottage. What's an empty caretaker? <laughs> It's a cottage, Dopey, and it's empty. Oh. Jim, why would a farm have a caretaker's cottage? Well, that's what I was saying. It, uh, it isn't exactly a farm. It's a... Uh, well, just figure it's like anything else, that's all. Jim, what is it? Well, it's uh, the Pleasant View Cemetery. Oh, no. <laughs> Halloween night, most of us won't be in quite such a fix. Instead, the pumpkins will glow on the table when the children come in from their chilly rounds, eager for the cookies and donuts and fresh sweet cider. And you know who else will be there to drink a cup or two of steaming coffee? The world's greatest coffee expert. Yes, ma'am, that number one expert will be on hand because he's your husband. Now, we could say we're the experts. Our Maxwell House coffee is America's favorite brand. But we know the final judge is that man of yours. And if you'll pour him a cup of Maxwell House, we're mighty sure he'll say, Best coffee I ever tasted. In fact, if he doesn't, we'll give you your money back. You see, we know there's no coffee tastes like Maxwell House because no coffee's made like Maxwell House. We're proud as can be of that wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor. So we'd like you to buy a pound and start serving it to that husband of yours. And if he doesn't say it's the coffee for him, why, you send us the can and unused portion, and we'll gladly refund the price you paid. Our address is right on the front of that familiar blue tin. Find out just how much the world's greatest coffee expert, your husband, enjoys Maxwell House coffee. Always good. To the last drop. A few chill moments have come and gone, and we find the Andersons, brave little band, huddled on the porch of the caretaker's cottage. The rain keeps pouring down on the battered roof, and in the eaves, pigeons flap their restive wings. Or is it a belfry? Or are they bats? Well, anyway, the Andersons aren't worried, not in the least. Chins up, shoulders back. They march fearlessly into whatever awaits them. Like this. I don't want to go in. Well, Kathy, there's nothing to be afraid of. I don't care. I don't want to go in. Well, would you rather stay out here on the porch all night and freeze to death? Oh, I'm scared. Kathy, I don't know what's gotten into you. This isn't just a cemetery. It's a, a monument of which we should all be proud. Those are the graves of Civil War heroes. Men who died for their country. Father! <laughs> what were you saying, dear? Uh, let's see if we can get inside. Dad. Any luck, bud? Nope. I tried the windows on the ground floor, and they're all locked. Oh, fine. I found a shovel out in back, though. That's nice. <laughs> If we can't dig our way in, at least it'll make a pleasant souvenir of the evening, won't it? Well, I just thought if there's a shovel around, maybe that means somebody lives here. Thank you, Sam Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Say, that's a good one. Sam Spade, because I found his shovel. <laughs> Get it, Betty? 
I got it, and you can have it. <laughs> What's the matter with her? I want to go home. We can't go home, Kathy. There isn't any gas in the car. And I'm not walking 12 miles in the rain to get any, either. Jim, we can't just stand here all night. I have no intention of standing here all night. First, let's see if we can't... Jim! It's, it's just the door opening, honey. That's all. Who opened it? I want to go home. I hear one more peep out of you, so help me. Jim, what happened to Bud? I don't know. He was right. Bud! Mother! You want me, Dad? <laughs> How'd you get down there? I don't know. I guess I fell off the porch. <laughs> Who opened the door, Dad? How do I know? But it's open, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> it used to be open. Oh, that's funny. It's locked, huh? No, I just like to rattle doorknobs. How could it be open one minute and locked the next minute? The, the wind. That's all it is. The wind blew it shut. Who blew it open? Betty, stop asking silly questions. What's silly about that? Bud, let's see if... <laughs> Jim, father. Never mind, Bud. It's open again. Holy cow. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get inside before the darn thing changes its mind again. Jim, if this is a haunted house... Margaret. I don't want to go into the haunted house. Kathy, stop being ridiculous. There's no such thing as a haunted house. Jim, I know you don't believe in ghosts and haunted houses. Margaret, you don't either. No sensible person does. Of course, dear. But why did the bridge table float in the air at the Palmer's? It was a trick, Margaret, just like all the other stupid things Will Palmer did. Tapping on the floor and weird voices. You saw how he did those. But he didn't explain about the table. He forgot, that's all. And if you don't mind, I'd just as soon forget, too. Let's go inside. All right, Kathy. I'm only a little girl. I'm only nine years old. Angel, nothing's going to hurt you. Uh, turn on the lights, bud. Mother, is it all right if I just wait in the car? You're staying right here with us. How about it, bud? Nothing happens. Well, we'll get a light somehow. <gasps> Now, what's the matter? I just walked into a spider web. Ew. Will you please stop complaining and close the door? Jumping creepers. All I wanted to do was get into the sixth grade. <laughs> Kathy. Dad, there's hmm? an oil lamp over here. Fine, now we're getting somewhere. But there isn't any oil in it. But. Yes, Dad? See what else you can find that isn't any good. Isn't any good for what? Just. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, gosh, I was only trying to. Mother, now I'll settle for the fifth grade. What's wrong with that stupid door? But. Don't look at me, Dad. I wasn't any place near it. I know you weren't. I was merely. Here's what it is. It's just a loose screw. I knew there was a screw loose someplace. <laughs> you see this, Margaret? The latch is unfastened. When the wind blows, the latch slides over and the door opens. Why couldn't you open it before? Because the latch gets hung up when the door bangs shut. And stop bothering me. There's nothing mysterious about it. I'll be happy to finish the fourth grade. <laughs> Jim, it's very cold in here. Yeah, Kind of clammy. Wouldn't it be warmer if we all just sat in the car? We'll get a fire started in here, and that'll take care of everything. Jim. Honey, there's nothing in here that can hurt anybody. A nice, friendly fire in the fireplace, it'll make all the difference in the world. Now, how about getting some wood, bud? Here's a whole pile of newspapers. Good. Hey, you know who's going to run for president? Coolidge. But let's uh, get the fire started and stop with the jokes. What jokes? Just... Oh, get some wood. 
Jim, I know it isn't anything to be worried about, but that door gives me the creeps. Well, I'll fix that. Get this chair wedged under the doorknob and... There we are. Now I'd like to see it open. Come on, bud. Let's get going with the wood. Where do I get wood? I don't care where you get it. Just get it. Good grief. Well, that's a novelty. Daddy! Kathy, you know I can't stand that. What? Stop whining. I wasn't whining, Daddy. Hand me some of that newspaper, Betty, will you please? What a time to read. (laughs) Betty, help your father build the fire. Okay. Kathy! Yes, Daddy? You're whining again. I didn't even make a sound. Here's the paper, Father. Thank you. We'll have some light in here in just about two seconds. How's this for wood, Dad? Fine, bud. There we are. Ah, that's a little better, isn't it? Let's have the wood, bud. Father, Jim. It's an owl, Margaret. <coughs> that's all it is, just an owl. I don't like owls. You don't like anything. <coughs> Jim, what is it? Smoke. Doesn't seem to be going up the chimney. Must have their nest up there. <coughs> Want me to open a window, Dad? Yeah, I guess I best. Father! Jim! The chair! It's gone! I want to go home. Now, just a minute. There, there must be a little logical explanation. Chairs don't just walk off by themselves. Do they, bud? This one didn't. You just put it in the fireplace. <laughs> what? Well, you said you didn't care where I got the wood. <laughs> Jim, the smoke is getting awful. Bud, open the window at the top of the stairs. <coughs> See if we can't get a little cross ventilation in here. Bud, do this. Bud, do that. Sounds like the only name you ever heard of was Bud. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I said I, I have to open the window. <coughs> hey. Father, I want to go home. Bud, what is it? It was a cat. I guess I stepped on its tail. Well, stop fooling around and open the window. Oh, Father. Daddy, I have a wonderful idea. Let's go home. Jim. It's a dog, Margaret, that's all. Just a dog howling at the moon. Dogs howl when somebody dies. Now, there's a pleasant bit of information. I'm not having a bad enough time. People jumping every time a dog howls or an owl hoots or a door squeaks. Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bud. Why do you have to sneak up and back of people like that? Sneak up and back of you. You certainly did. Jim. What's that? A cow. Just a plain, ordinary cow. What's a cow doing up this time of night? <laughs> Looking for another cow. It's Rosa. <laughs> Jim, all those peculiar noises. They aren't peculiar noises. We're out in the country. And they're just plain, ordinary noises. But they sound so weird. Father! What's the matter? We we heard something. You're imagining things, all of you. You heard the wind whistling through the trees. It didn't sound like the wind. All right, what did it sound like? Like that. (laughs) Well, that's nothing. It's just a, a board creaking, that's all. Jim, we've got to get out of here. How? Where are we going to go? I don't care where. Let's just go. I'm only nine years old. (laughs) All right, Kathy, we'll leave. We'll leave right now. Not that there's anything to be afraid of. Father, it's coming closer. It's a ghost. It's a big white ghost. Oh, boy. Jim. All right. We've got you covered. Uh, Stay where you are. 
just moved in tonight, and I'm not sure I like this job. Jim. Ah, you see, there wasn't anything to be afraid of. Well, maybe there ain't now, but I was sure scared before. You see, for a while, I figured maybe you was ghosts. <laughs> When you buy coffee, you certainly want to get the most in flavor for your money. And you know the world's greatest coffee expert can help you find it. Yes, ma'am. Just set a steaming cup of Maxwell House coffee in front of your husband. He's the number one expert. Watch him smile at the first sip. Listen to him say... Best coffee I ever tasted. Right then, you'll know you found the flavor. You'll know that Maxwell House is your coffee buy. Bring home a pound of Maxwell House tomorrow. See how much your husband enjoys every cupful. And count all the truly good cups of coffee you get from just one of those familiar blue tins. We think you'll be convinced that Maxwell House coffee gives you the most for your money. Because it's always good to the last drop. The horrible night is over at last. The Andersons are home, safe and happy, and as they dig into their breakfast cereal, Jim tells them exactly how foolish they've been, like this. I've never been so ashamed of anyone in my entire life. Why, you acted as though we were living in the Middle Ages. I wasn't scared, Dad. Mm. You certainly were. I certainly wasn't. You were just as scared as anybody, wasn't he, Kathy? He wasn't as scared as I was. I was real scared. Of what? Everything had a logical explanation, didn't it? Jim. Hello, Margaret. You finally decided to come to the party, huh? You haven't said a word since we sat down at the table. Jim, there was a phone call before you got up. Oh, who was it? Will Palmer. He said he hadn't been able to sleep a wink all night. Good. Serves him right. What do you want? He wants you to call him. What for? We just saw him yesterday. He wants you to tell him how you did that trick where the bridge table floats in the air. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell the kids it's a hot favorite with Hoppy. That's hot post-wheat meal. And if you have trouble getting the youngsters to eat a hot cereal... Just tell them how much Hopalong Cassidy loves that rich brown hot post-wheat meal. Post-wheat meal is chock full of good, solid nourishment. It has a wonderful nut-like flavor. It cooks in just three and a half minutes. And tell the kids it's Hoppy's favorite. Hot post-wheat meal. You'll see, you'll all agree, it's the best hot cereal you ever ate. <laughs> Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. So until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee, always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Now stay tuned in for Dragnet, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Robert Young again, reminding you to stay tuned for Dragnet on NBC. Mother... Are post-40% bran flakes really the best-tasting cereal of them all? Well, your father says so, and father knows best.
Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep, and Post 40% Bran Flakes. Mother, next time you're choosing a cereal, remember, new Post 40% Bran Flakes give your family all the important keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal with a delicious new Magic Oven flavor. Insist on Post Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Bran Flakes. This weekend, get Post 40% Bran Flakes in the new family size 15-ounce package. They're good, and so good for you. When brown October rolls around, the air is crisp and clear, and hearts of men are happy in the twilight of the year. In Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, the Andersons are at breakfast. It's a beautiful day, bright and brisk and... Well, it starts out as a beautiful day anyway, like this. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Daddy. What a day. What a beautiful, wonderful day. Mother. Just a moment, Betty. Here's your cereal, dear. Thank you. Margaret, look at that sun. Look at that sky. Smell those golden leaves burning in the sunlight. Have you ever in your whole life seen a more beautiful day? No, dear. Drink your milk, Kathy. Take a breath of that air. Clear, cold, clean as a whistle. They can talk all they like about spring. This is the time of year that puts zip into a man. Pass the cream and sugar, Betty, please. But if you don't hurry, you're going to be late. Okay, Mom. I tell you, it's weather like this that made America the greatest country in the world, that keeps America on its toes. It's weather like this that stirs up your blood, makes you want to get out and do things, climb a few mountains, jump over a few trees, makes you glad just to be alive. Mother, now? All right, dear. Go ahead. Father, I need five dollars. <laughs> Margaret, why is it that every time I come to the breakfast table, somebody suddenly discovers that he's short five dollars? Doesn't anybody in this family ever have enough money? But father... Betty, let your father finish. Go ahead, dear. When I was a boy, I had to stick to my allowance. If I needed an extra quarter, I had to go out and work for it. I couldn't just wait until my father was in a good mood and then announce that I needed $5. Money didn't grow on trees when I was a boy, and it doesn't grow on trees now. I give each of you an allowance, a very generous allowance, I might say. Ha! Kathy, be quiet. <laughs> hmm. And unless there's an emergency of an unusual and unforeseen nature, I expect every member of this family to get along on the funds allotted to him. Now, is that understood? All right. Mother? All right, dear. Father, I simply have to have $5. Betty, I just finished telling you... Why do you need $5? For a wig. A wig? What's the matter, getting a little thin on top? <laughs> Father. It's for her costume, Jim. She's going as Marie Antoinette. She's going where as Marie Antoinette? To Janie Liggett's. Janie's having a costume party tonight. Doesn't Janie Liggett ever do anything but give parties? What's the matter with that girl? Dear, it's Halloween, and she just Janie thought... Liggett can find more excuses for a party than Elsa Maxwell's press agent. <laughs> and why this sudden affection for Marie Antoinette? Why doesn't she go as Daniel Boone? I've got an old coonskin hat she can have for nothing. <laughs> I'm going to be a devil. Now, that's more like it, you see. Kathy won't even need a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy Kathy, darling, your father was only joking He hurt my feelings Say, Dad Since when is Janie Liggett inviting Kathy to her parties? That's something new, isn't it? Dad Kathy isn't going to Janie's party, Father It's a costume ball for grown-ups, not infants Mommy Oh, Betty, I wish you wouldn't say things like that All right, Kathy, stop making faces and drink your milk Well... She hurt my feelings, too. Say, Dad... Kathy just said she was going to be a devil. Is somebody else giving a party? <laughs> no, dear. Kathy and her little friends are going to play trick-or-treat. We're going to ring doorbells and get candy. I don't think that's a good idea at all. A bunch of hoodlums going around threatening people into giving them ammunition for a stomachache. <laughs> Kathy, you're not going to ring any doorbells, and that's final. Gee whiz. Say, Dad... But will you please stop interrupting? <laughs> talk, 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 and you never say anything. <coughs> Gosh, nobody gives me a chance. 
All right, what is it? Well, I have to leave for school right away, and I'm going out with the fellas tonight, so could I please have a dollar? No. Now, stop interrupting and let me finish what I was saying. But, Dad... For the last time, Bud, no. You get your allowance on Saturday, and it's got to take care of you for the week. You've got to learn to make your money last. But, Dad... Jim, this is Saturday. That makes absolutely no difference. If Bud thinks... Oh. <laughs> that is, isn't it? Gosh, Dad, all I want is my allowance. Well, why didn't you say so? Here, don't spend it all in one place. Oh, thanks, Dad. But are you going to a party tonight? No, not exactly. Joe Phillips bought a Zoom buggy, and we all thought we'd just sort of cruise around for a while. Well, I've got a better idea. We'll celebrate Halloween in a safe and sane manner by going to the movies. Aw, oh, gee. Gee whiz, Dad. Jim, I don't want to make an issue Margaret, of it, but... I will not have the children running around the streets after dark. You know I don't approve of it. I know, dear. But last night, the paper said there was an epidemic of measles in Springfield, and I just All wondered right, if... All right, then, the... we'll stay home. I have no objections. Holy cow. Everybody else can go out on Halloween. I hope I get the measles. That's what I hope. I hope everybody gets the measles. Oh, Kathy, you don't mean that. Your father is only doing what he feels is best. You don't have to apologize for me, Margaret. I'm not going to have my children acting like a bunch of juvenile delinquents. Father, you still haven't told me. May I have five dollars? Uh, when I was a boy, we had fun on Halloween. <laughs> we weren't a menace to the community. We did all sorts of things like... Taking uh, the gates off fences. Taking the gates off fences. Letting the air out of people's tires. Letting the air out of people's... We did no such thing Well, you were certainly blamed for it I was framed and you know it well, I wasn't anywhere near the... I was, uh... <clears throat> well, Halloween was a festive occasion for the entire family We spent the evening together bobbing for apples Drinking apple cider, biting an apple on a string You're sure lucky somebody invented apples <laughs> Very funny, big joke Father, if you'd only tell Betty, me... Betty, the phone's ringing Oh, all right. Mother, tell him how important it is. Jim, Betty really has her heart set on oh, it. Oh, I'll let I... her have the money. You know that. Why does she have to figure out such what? elaborate costumes? Five dollars oh, for a wig. Say, Margaret, I haven't had any breakfast yet. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. How would you like some nice poached eggs this morning? Oh, I don't care anything at all. It won't take a minute. Now look, Bud and Kathy. There's no need to act as though the world had caved in. We'll have a lot of fun all by ourselves. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, we yeah. used to have fun together all the time. Don't you remember? We'll play games, listen to the radio. Some fun. Well, of course, if you'd rather go to bed right after dinner. Uh, who is it, Betty? Janie Liggett. And I don't need the $5. What is it, dear? Is anything wrong? Oh, no, everything's fine. Janie's sister has the measles, and the whole thing is called off. Oh, that's too bad, Betty. But I'm sure someone else will have a party that you can go to. Oh, that Janie's sister. With 365 days to get the measles, she has to pick Halloween. Margaret, how would you like to give a Halloween party? Oh, Jim, there isn't time. Well, Halloween is tonight, Oh, I don't mean I... a big party. I mean just a small, old-fashioned Halloween party, the kind we used to have years ago. Oh, I don't know, dear. We, we haven't made any preparations. There isn't a thing in the house. Well, you've got all day, and anyway, what do you need? A couple of dozen donuts, a gallon of apple cider, and you're all set. What do you say, Betty? Oh, I suppose so. That's what I like, spirit, enthusiasm. <laughs> How about you, Kathy? You mean just... Us? Well, no. Suppose we invite some friends. Each of you may have two guests. Hey, that'll be all right. How about that, Betty? I worked for three weeks on that costume, and now I'll wind up in my own cellar. It's not a cellar, Betty. It's a playroom. Well, it's a cellar to me. Yes, sir, we'll have lots of fun. Good old-fashioned fun and good old-fashioned refreshments. Donuts and cider, popcorn and candy, apples and nuts, chestnuts, walnuts, peanuts... How about it, Betty? Can I invite Ralph and Billy Smith? Sure. Invite anybody you want. How about asking Janie Liggett? She can't go anywhere. The whole house is quarantined. Quarantined? For the measles? I told you last night, Jim, the epidemic is really becoming serious. Oh, well, we won't worry about it now. Let's finish our breakfast. And tonight, say, we could even have a square dance. 
father, could we really? Well, I should say. Didn't you know I was the best square dance caller in Springfield? Oh, swing that gal from Arkansas. She ain't been swung since way last fall. Then cross the hall and swing grandma. And all turn around and swing Sally Gooden. <laughs> Margaret! I'm in the dining room, Jim. Margaret, I met Hector Smith on the way home, and I... Holy jumping Jehoshaphat. What's that? What's what, dear? All that stuff on the table. What do they do, move the market up here? Jim, after all, if you're going to have people in for a party. Well, that's a relief. I thought maybe you'd ask them to stay for the winter. <laughs> Six, eight, holy smoke, ten dozen donuts? Twelve, dear. The children took two boxes downstairs. Margaret, why? A hundred and forty-four donuts? Well, Jim, you have to feed 22 growing children. Twenty-two? I told them to invite six. How did it become 22? Oh, like Topsy, I guess. It just grew. Six gallons of cider, five pounds of popping corn, 12 quarts of milk, four cases of soda pop, six... Margaret, where are they? The children? Oh, they're down in the playroom, fixing the decorations. Decorations? What decorations? I asked them to get six kids to duck for apples. Who said anything about decorations? Well, the playroom did look a little bare, and they just thought It was supposed to be a simple little party, just a few kids. That's what I told Hector. And now look. Jim, you didn't invite the Smith. Well, sure, but I didn't know it was going to be anything like this. And Hector just had his teeth pulled, and he looked kind of lonesome. (laughs) Jim, you know that Elizabeth doesn't fit into a thing like this. She'll spend half the night bragging about her Mayflower Stuyvesant ancestors... She'll make us feel as if she's slumming. Well, I didn't know it was going to be anything like this. I I told them they could ask two guests apiece. That's all I said. Well, Betty couldn't ask Marion Swift without asking Grace Russell. And they both had dates, Margaret, I want you to be perfectly honest and truthful. If we had spent a quiet evening at the movies, wouldn't it have been worth a simple case of measles? Hi there, this is Jerry Marshall. Say, wouldn't a steaming cup of coffee hit the spot right about now? You bet it would. And you know you can have that cup of coffee. Yes, even if coffee usually keeps you awake, you can have your coffee and still sleep tonight if you make it a cup of instant Sanka coffee. You see, it's not the coffee itself that keeps you awake. It's the caffeine in coffee. But 97% of the caffeine has been taken out of instant Sanka. So you can enjoy a cup now or an hour from now, and not lose one wink of restful sleep. And instant Sanka is all pure coffee, you know. 100% pure coffee, with a wonderfully rich and satisfying flavor. So if you don't have instant Sanka coffee on hand, add it to tomorrow's shopping list. Get the large economy-sized jar and save money. You'll like instant Sanka's flavor, and you'll love the way it lets you sleep. It's a gay evening in the white frame house on Maple Street. In the basement playroom, the children are raising a veritable tidal wave as they duck for apples. The teenagers are dancing to their young hearts' content. And upstairs in the kitchen, the adults, well, they're not doing so well. Elizabeth, I give you my word of honor, I didn't mean to do it. Hector Smith, don't you dare to speak to me again, not as long as you live. Jim. Oh, come on, Elizabeth. It isn't that bad. I've never been so mortified in my entire life. Not in my entire life. Elizabeth, this is cold. Let me put it on. It'll make you feel so much better. Oh. You got a piece of beefsteak, Margaret. That's good for a black eye, too. Oh. How will I face my friends? What can I tell them? Why don't you just tell them the truth? You were biting an apple on a string, and you zigged when you should have zagged. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Jim? humor of the situation escapes me completely. Sure, you can't see your shiner. (laughs) Oh, Elizabeth, it's a pip. To think that I, 
a Stuyvesant on my mother's side should come to this. Uh, Elizabeth, if you'll just let me... You keep away from me, you, you monster. But I thought you wanted me to let go of the apple. You planned the whole thing, Hector Smith. Mother! Elizabeth, please put this against your eye. It'll help, really. Yes, Betty? Well, send Bud up. We have another gallon up here. Okay. I told Hector in the first place I didn't want to come. A children's party, imagine. Me, Elizabeth Smith, at a children's party. Well, you were having a pretty good time before it happened, Liz. Jim, will you please not call me Liz? You know how I loathe that name. Jim. I'm sorry, I forgot. Where's the cider, Mom? Betty said you had some more. It's right here next to the table, dear. Okay. Well, how's your eye, Mrs. Smith? Oh, it's not well, Bud. It's not well at all. Boy, that show sure was funny. You should have seen the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Bud. All right, Bud. Take the cider and uh, beat it. Some party, huh, Dad? Yeah, boy, what a brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to my son. He always manages to say just the right thing at just the wrong time. Mommy! Just a minute, Kathy. Dear, see what Kathy wants, will you please? Oh, probably another donut if I know Kathy. Don't go away, Heck. I'll be right back. Okay, Jim. Elizabeth, maybe if I went out and bought a piece of steak or something... Don't you come near me. Don't you even touch me. <laughs> What's the matter, Kathy? Did they run out of donuts downstairs? Daddy, is it all right if I go to bed? I'm awful tired. Well, I guess so, dear. Uh, aren't you having a good time? I don't know. I feel sleepy. And I hurt all over. Well, Kathy, uh, why don't you... Uh, uh, Margaret! Yes, Jim? Could I see you for a minute, please? Why don't you lie down on the couch, Kathy? Mommy will be here in just a second. All right, Daddy. Jim, you know how upset Elizabeth is. Did you have to... Why, Kathy, what is it? I'm sleepy, Mommy. I want to go to bed. She said she didn't feel well. She hurts all over. Jim, call Dr. Simmons. Oh, Margaret, there's no reason to get all excited. You Jim, know. will you please call Dr. Simmons? All right, all right. You're going to be all right, darling. Mommy and Daddy won't let anything happen to their little girl. Jim, please hurry. Well, I have to find his number, don't I? Oh, here it is. 3890. 3890. H-U-3-8. Nine. Oh. Tell him she has a slight fever. All right. She has? Uh, oh, hello, Dr. Simmons. Uh, this is Jim Anderson. Oh, fine, thank you. Doctor, it's... Uh, yes, she's fine, too, thank you. Doctor, I... Well, they're fine. Except Kathy. She doesn't feel very well. Yeah, she says she's very tired. Uh-huh. Jim, tell him about the fever. Uh, Margaret says she has a fever. Oh, it does? I see. Uh, not for an hour, huh? You, you couldn't possibly make it any sooner than that. All right, doctor. We'll put her to bed right away. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. In the meantime, I'll send all the kids home. You what? You're what? Oh, no, doctor. Dr. Simmons, you can't do a thing like that. It isn't human. Dr. Simmons. Dr. Simmons. Dr. Simmons? Jim, is it measles? That's what he thinks. And Margaret, we'll all be quarantined for a week. Now, Margaret, you just leave everything the way it is and go up to Kathy. Go on now. Shoo. Elizabeth, I... I said shoo. I've got two perfectly healthy men here to help me, and we've got a lot of things to figure out. Go ahead, dear. Kathy will feel better if you're with her. But, Jim, there are so many things to do, and all these children... Oh, we'll figure it out, honey. You, you go on up to <sighs> Kathy. Margaret, you know you're not doing anybody any good down here. No, I, I guess I'm not. I'll go upstairs, but please call me if you need any help. All right, dear, we will. Now, Jim, I didn't want to say anything while Margaret was here, but what are we going to do with those kids? I know what I'd like to do with them. Yeah, you know, sometimes they got laws against the most sensible things If you two great brains are through with your little jokes, we'll get down to work Elizabeth, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen you this way I mean, with your sleeves rolled up and your hair let down It looks good well, thanks She'd look even better without that shiner 
<laughs> you and I will go into that later, dear. In the meantime, let's see now. 22 children and four adults. Mm. That means sleeping space for 26. How many beds do you have? Five, without Kathy's. Hmm. Be a little crowded, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always the couch. Well, we have four beds, including the one in the guest room, so that makes nine. Wait a minute. You're not going to all the trouble of bringing four beds over here, are you? Well, gosh, Jim, they certainly won't do anybody any good in our house. We can't expect those children to sleep on the floor. Not for an entire week. It'd be criminal. But all that trouble and inconvenience? Jim, they have a wonderful new invention called the telephone. Hector is going to use it in the morning and call the moving company. Right, Hector? Right. Mm-hmm. Tell them where to pick up a key and have them bring all the beds over here. Right. Then tell them to empty the linen closet. We're going to need every bit of linen in the house before we're finished. Right. Sheets and pillowcases and towels and everything. Do you have that? Right. That's the doorbell. Right. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Jim. It's probably the doctor. Oh, yeah. Look, heck, don't do anything until I get back. Don't worry about us, Jim. We got everything under control. I don't know. You learn the strangest things about the strangest people at the strangest times. Oh, hello, Dr. Simmons. Oh, Jim. Kathy upstairs. Yes, doctor. I'm sure it's nothing serious, but if you think there's anything... You stay here. But, doctor, don't you think I... Have enough to... trouble with mothers. Can't stand fathers. <laughs> well, the least he could do is let me... After all, she is my daughter, and I've got as much right to be there as... Hey, what did Doc say, Jim? Anything more than measles? He wouldn't even let me go upstairs. Fine doctor he turned out to be. Jim, I think we've got everything arranged. We'll have to sleep in shifts, but at least everyone will get a good eight hours rest in a comfortable bed. No, that's fine, Elizabeth, fine. We're going to put all of our beds and linen in the playroom so we don't get things mixed up, and then we'll make that the boys' dormitory. Elizabeth, this is no time to bother Jim with anything like that. Hector, the less Jim thinks about Kathy, the better it'll be. Now sit down, Jim, and drink this while it's hot. Oh, oh, thank you very much, Elizabeth. I... I don't know how to thank you and Hector enough. Oh, poppycock. What are friends for if they can't help out once in a while? Now, are you going to sit down, or do I have to knock you down? You, uh, better sit down, Jim. She can get pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she can, Heck. Ah, uh, the kitchen. That's where they generally administer to the needs of the suffering father. Doctor, is she all right? Hello, Hector. Mrs. Smith. Well, what happened to you? I ran into an apple. <laughs> Doctor, is Kathy all right? Of course she's all right. I just wish they'd invent a gadget to let parents know the difference between measles and a good old-fashioned bellyache. What? She didn't need a doctor. She needed a stomach pump. <laughs> How about a glass of cider? Well, really? Wait a minute. You, you mean she just had an upset stomach? Jim, that stomach was so stuffed, nothing could upset it. <laughs> But she had a fever. Ma Margaret said so. You'd have a fever, too, if you'd eaten three boxes of donuts. <laughs> Probably ate the boxes, too. <laughs> Dr. Simmons, you mean that this whole business of quarantine was unnecessary? That's right, unless you consider a human tapeworm contagious. Well, I'd better send all those kids home. Jim Anderson, I certainly hope that you'll provide the proper degree of punishment for that child of yours. Elizabeth. Well, just a minute, Elizabeth. Kathy didn't do this intentionally. She's only nine years old and she ate too much. Now, what's so horrible about that? Now that I think of it, it was she who suggested that I bite into that, that apple. <laughs> Elizabeth, she just wanted you to have a good time. Well, I had a good time, but this wasn't it. Hector, are you going to take me home, or do I have to drag you? Oh, all right, dear, all right. Good night, Jim. I'm sorry it wasn't the measles. <laughs> thanks, Heck, and thanks for everything. Take a bite of Margaret for it. Okay, good night, Heck. Good night, Doc. Good night, Hector. You know, Jim, there's just one very good reason why I never got married. Women. <laughs> oh, it isn't that bad, Doc. No, but I'm too old to fence with them. They change too fast. I like something you can count on, like a good, faithful dog. Well, you can count on Kathy. It's always the wrong way, but you can sure count on it. We'll be back with the Andersons in a moment. Mothers, you've probably heard Bran is good for you because it gives your family important keep-regular benefits. Perhaps you've even served it, but your family didn't rave about the flavor. 
Well, now, Post 40% Bran Flakes brings you a marvelous new flavor called Magic Oven Flavor, plus a new crisper texture. That's why Post 40% Bran Flakes are not only good for you, they also taste downright delicious. Now you can give your family the vital, keep regular benefits of bran in a cereal they're bound to enjoy. Next time you shop, remember... For goodness sake, eat Post Bran Flakes. So good and so good for you. Try the new 15-ounce family size package. You'll see why Post 40% Bran Flakes are bought and enjoyed by far more people than any other Bran Flakes. They're really good. And so good for you. Once again, the Andersons are at breakfast. And once again, the day is bright and clear. This time, however, there's an air of grim foreboding in the breakfast nook. A suspicion of dark, dire things to come. Children, when your father comes to the table, please try not to upset him. Well, gosh, we didn't do anything. I know, dear. I mean, I know you think you didn't do anything, but please be careful anyway. Creepers, it was certainly a long party, wasn't it, Mother? Yes, dear. Kathy, sit up straight. Your father's coming now. Oh, I'm scared. Good morning, everybody. Good Good morning, morning, Father. What a day. What a beautiful, wonderful day. How are you this morning, Kathy? Feeling better? Yes, Daddy. I feel fine. Uh, Jim, do you feel all right? Never felt better in my life. Oh, say, here's something I want to show you. Found it in the paper this morning. Most wonderful bit of philosophy I've ever heard. It's called Formula for Contentment, and it's very simple. All it says is this. Just think how happy you'd be if you lost everything you have right now and then got it back again. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Peaceful home, three wonderful children, a lovely wife. You know, Margaret, I'm a very lucky guy. Yes, dear, and... Speaking for the children and myself, I'd say we're very lucky, too. Once a year, you have the chance to make one contribution toward all the services of the community chest. Give now. Give generously. Help your community chest serve the health, welfare, and recreational needs of all America and of our service men and women here and abroad. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Bran Flakes, and Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep. In our cast were Rhoda Williams as Betty, Gene Vanderpile, Ted Donaldson, Helen Strom, Eleanor Audley, Herb Bygren, and Arthur Q. Bryan. Calcium is essential to a child's growth. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps build strong, sturdy bones. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps build good, strong teeth. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Yes, a one-ounce serving contains one-third of your daily calcium needs. Serve your children calcium-enriched post-wheat meal. Kids love that nut-like flavor. Wheat meal cooks instantly. Get new post-wheat meal with more calcium than any of the cereal, hot or cold. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Tonight, play Truth or Consequences on the NBC Radio Network. that does it for Mr. Robert Young in the NBC comedy show Father Knows Best for this morning's episode as we continue our Spooktober presentation please join me later on tonight guys as I bring three episodes guaranteed to chill your spines in The Dead Never Die
If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever else you get your podcast. Just type in Mystery and Comedy, Old Time Radio Podcast, and it should pull my podcast right up. Please join me this coming Friday night, guys, as I bring back to the show Mr. and Mrs. Ozzy and Harriet Nelson and the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And join me in the coming weeks, guys, as I bring such stars as Mr. Boris Karloff, Vincent Price, and Mr. Bella Lugosi and the Monsters Tell the Story Part 2. And I bring back to the show Miss Cecile Ball and Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS comedy show My Favorite Husband and many others. And always remember, guys, to enjoy the show. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.